0: You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org podcasts. Jesse D. I'm with Chirp Radio and I'm here with Izzy of Half Gringa. Hey, how's it going? So it looks like the last time we spoke with you, Amelia sat down with you in person yeah. in 2017. Will you tell me a little bit about the differences in the Izzy Olive of 2017 <laughs> to the <laughs> Izzy Olive of 2020? Ooh, jeepers. Um... <laughs>
1: a long list. I can tell you that right now. Um, 2017 was a year where I didn't really know what to expect of, uh, anything like of the record that, that, um, I put out in 2017. Grunana, I was so, I think I was just so floored by the response from people. Um, especially like, you know, people that I really looked up to and still look up to in Chicago, just like that was really amazing. And then 2018 was just also a lot of like highs and lows, I think, uh, personally, and uh, in terms of what was going on with the band, we we played Taste of Chicago, which is the biggest show I've ever played, and opened for the Flaming Lips. And that was really cool. And at the same time, I was trying to finish demoing um, what is now this this next record, Forced to Reckon, and then we started recording it at the end of 2018 and then uh, finished it like it's so weird. It's a- almost August. Uh, we finished recording this and mixing it August of last year. So I've been sitting on it for a minute, partially because I wanted to try and release it on a label. And so I was like waiting and chopping and it around. Um, and unfortunately, that did not pan out. But I feel really good about self releasing this again, I know that I can do a better job than I did last time. um, Just because I, I think just going through the process once it's like, oh yeah, like I would do this differently for sure. Or like I would, um, you know, try to give more time and attention to this thing. So yeah, it's been kind of a lot, but I feel good about the result. And I think it was good that I waited longer to release it.
0: You had mentioned earlier about how because there was so much time that passed between the production of the album and the release date that some of the tracks mean something different to you now, or maybe the meaning has shifted or it's being applied to your life in a different way. Do you have an example of that?
1: Gosh, there are a couple. I was thinking, you know, when 1990 playing that out again, it's not that fun to just play by myself, but because I was doing a bunch of solo shows, I was like, maybe I'll just like try to bring this out and like bring this energy. I think that one, that's one where I, I kind of realized like at the time it felt like, oh, this is like a memory that I have that kind of turned into like, I feel like there are certain memories that people hang on to that they use to narrate part of why they are the way they are. And so that in my mind, I was like, yeah, 1990, that's like meant to be like a snapshot of my, who, where I come from and like who I am. And I didn't realize that like the line that I repeat in that song, I'll cry for my mother like I was thinking of metaphorical, like something that you're struggling with as a child, like just constantly is out to get you and breaks your arm. It's like a bully that kind of follows you around. And to me, that was like my, my own anxiety after thinking about it. I was like, Oh, but this also like, like a lot of, I feel like a lot of my songs end up being, um, somewhat matriarchal in reference at some point. Um, cause I love my mom mm-hmm. and, my mom, her, and my family, like, I think when I reference her in a song, it symbolizes a lot to me of, like, you know, being Latinx and growing up in the Midwest and sort of like that internal confusion. And I was thinking about it, like, oh, like, I guess the song is also, you know, it's not just about like this anxiety that I have that's kind of plagued me for all my life, but it's also about like me trying to assimilate and how that's affected me and how that's affected the way that I like view my own heritage, like my, my own cultural upbringing With the lake is your guardian Hall in my lucky charm. You'll break my arm and I'll cry for my mother
0: that gives you overthought and can get me to uh so one of the singles that's a about to come out, um, and one of the tracks on the albums is a collaboration with local Chicago artist Gia Margaret. How did that collaboration come about?
1: Yeah, Gia and I have been friends for a couple years. We played... We like, we were sort of both mutual admirers of each other's music, played a couple of shows. We, oh my gosh, we went out of town one time because I had set up this show in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we like drove up to Kalamazoo in a snowstorm to play at a record store for like four people. This was like before, <laughs> this was like six months before she released her record. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, we were just like, gosh, you know, our voices just sound so good together. Like, you know, why don't you play at one of my shows. And so I started singing um, harmonies with her and her band. And then yeah, summer of 2018, we were doing that we both had like opening slots at the empty bottle for other bands that were from out of town in two different shows. And, and so we sort of met up a couple times and we're like, Yeah, like, I'll do, you know, uh, harmonies on this song, you do harmonies on this other song, and we'll just play each other's shows. And we were both having a really hard time. Gia got her car stolen, like, the night of her show. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was really intense. And so, like, I was also going through kind of a, an icky personal time and just was like, what am I doing? And having all these sort of, like, deep existential questioning moments. And I had just written the song Afraid of Horses and was like, and had gone over to Gia's house and was like, hey, can I play this new song for you? Uh, like, it was it was so fresh that I think it was, like, the night before the show that I did this. And she was like, I love this song. I totally want to sing harmonies on it. And so it, I just, I was like, I have to have that on the recording because I I also wanted, I was like, I think this song is really good. Like just the guitar by itself and the vocals, but like, I think it could have this amazing arrangement. And so we worked really hard on that one. And yeah, Lucy, Lucy's violin sounds amazing. The guitar riff that Sam plays is awesome. Like, it just all kind of fell into place in this way that I w- I still listen to that song and I get chills. Like, it's, I think it's definitely one of my favorites on the record because it's very emotional. It means a lot. And it also is sort of like very intimate at the same time. I wasn't shaken from the cold. I wasn't holding my hand out I felt so uncomfortable Just the thought of my bad mouth
0: I went back to... I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the stylistic choices of the new album. Some of the tracks end kind of abruptly or like mid-riff even. Um, It Mm -hmm. seems like they build up to a catharsis and then it doesn't resolve itself. Um, And there's lots of like repetitive declarative statements like the I'm not going anywhere on Binary Star. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about those stylistic choices and why you made them? All of these songs in, in one regard or another
1: don't resolve because at the time that I was writing them, I didn't know how to resolve them. And then I sort of realized like, Oh, actually that's kind of how I feel is that there's no, there isn't really a resolution for this, you know, or yeah. When things sort of break off right as they get to this sort of crucial apex and then it's over and you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, because yeah, I felt, I felt that way a lot when I was writing and, and developing the songs yeah, in terms of the musical arrangement, in terms of the lyrics, like, there were some points where I was just like, writing something. And I was like, I don't know what to say after this, because I don't have anything else to say. That's like, that's like where I'm at. So it feels like very much taking just like, the snapshot of like, almost being there, but not quite being there. I wanted to, I wanted all of the songs to feel really like in the particular moment that I wrote them in. Yeah. And so it does sound a little weird. Some of them, even now I'm like, oh, that is very abrupt, (laughs) but it feels right. It it feels right to me. It, I think that's what I wanted to come across in this. It's just like some emotions just hit you like a train, you know, it's just like a, yeah, that's, that's like the force that is kind of being reckoned with, I guess, (laughs) not to like slip the title in there, but I, I think about that a lot. And I think Yeah, there was just a lot of things where I was like, wow, I feel like I'm really just, where something is like coming at me in this really intense way. and, And being able to take a picture of that moment is important. Yeah, I lost my, she was, she'd gone to hospice, like my parents decided to um, not tell me because I was on my first like long tour away from home and I was on the West Coast and she lives in, she lived in Philadelphia. And then they called me on my, like my second to last day of tour. And they were like, hey, we didn't want to tell you earlier because we didn't want to worry you. But like, she'd been, she'd been declining. She was 99 and a half. They were like, yeah, this is happening. We just wanted to let you know, you know, in case you want to go there. And I was sort of debating like, oh my gosh, should I, should I fly to Philadelphia straight from this tour when it, you know, when we're done tomorrow? And I ended up not doing it partially because I talked to other members of my family. Like my brother was like, I don't think that grandma would, you know, want you to see her like this. And then someone else was like, if you want to say goodbye, this would be good. And I just, I ended up making a choice that I think differently about all the time. I sometimes feel like, no, that was the right decision. And sometimes I feel like that wasn't the right decision. And on, like, a album level, um, most of the songs are about that because that was, like, the first time I'd lost a relative as an adult. I had to do a bunch of, like, life-shifting around. I had, like, quit my job, like, right after Griona happened, my, my day job, because I thought I was going to get a lot more touring opportunities with um, some of the other groups that I was on tour with, and I didn't. And so I was sort of in a place where I had to recalibrate. You know, like, I... I often like will plan things very far in advance. And so I was like, this is how my next year is gonna go. And it all sort of disintegrated. Meanwhile, like relationships that I'd had with some people since since like high school and people that were in my life that I thought were gonna be around just disintegrated very quickly and very badly. And I think just like a lot of this record is looking back on that and looking for like clues that would have told me that this was gonna happen, or like, did I do something? to deserve that or not, not something to deserve this, but like, what did I do wrong? Where, Mm -hmm. where did I go astray? And I think a lot of it is realizing like, sometimes you can't, you don't have control over that. And it's a, it's more about like, how are
0: you going to move forward? And learning that was sort of the, the lesson. It sounds like everything you've described so far. I don't know if this is a fair conclusion, but you're a serious planner and that, is definitely one of the most difficult things yeah. <laughs> to learn as a planner when you're going through the morning process that you don't really have any control over anything. I'm Jessie D. I'm with Chirp okay, Radio. Cool. Thank you so much, Izzy. No, thank you just
1: again for for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm getting a little bit more excited. I am excited. <laughs> I'm not trying. I am um, excited. I, I hope that everyone, you know, I hope that people find comfort in a record like this, especially if they've been through immense loss, especially if they've been through grief um, in a seeming unending cycle of grief. (laughs)
0: Other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash
1: podcasts.